As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We got Mike Pritchard in for Michael Lombardi today. Uh, longtime NFL wide receiver, of course, VSIN host as well. It is NFL Draft Week, Pritch. We have market movement yet again on the number one and number two overall selections in this year's draft. So plenty to break down when it comes to the draft upcoming on Thursday. Some great games in the NBA and NHL last night, but there is only one place to start. And it's It is that the intentions no more. It is official. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. Um, The Jets and Packers finally agreed to figure out compensation. The deal is done. And it is a little bit complicated, but I would expect nothing less from the the complicated four-time MVP. So here's the breakdown, Pritch. The Packers and Jets flip-flop in the first round this year. So Green Bay moves up to number 13. Jets move back two spots to 15. Green Bay also gets the number 42 pick, which is the higher of the Jets' two second-rounders this year. They flop a fifth-rounder for the Jets' sixth-rounder, moving them up 37 spots on their day three selection. And the Packers also get that conditional second in 2024 that could become a first-rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. So what was your first reaction when all this finally came down? No way, no doubt. You asked me that question not too long ago. And, And I said, there's no doubt that this is going to get done. There's a time component uh, on this um, transaction, and the time component was going to be the draft. Uh, and both teams need to know and need to establish, okay, what are we going to have? What hand are we going to play with when we go play poker uh, in a couple of nights inside the NFL draft? And uh, they had to get it done. It wasn't about money. It was always about uh, compensation in terms of the draft and, and that kind of capital that you can get. The deal initially, I thought, uh, was spectacular. You know, you think about Aaron Rodgers, they swap ones. Green Bay gets the number two, um, which I'm thinking, okay, he's got traded for a second round pick. And, but then the conditional mm-hmm. pick in 2024 that can turn into a number one, obviously that's, just, that's what got the deal done. And of course, that is the expectation yeah. that Rodgers is going to right. play the majority oh, yeah. of the snaps. He's going to stay healthy and get this year done. Uh, Michael Lombardi, 
We could not let him have a full day off um, as we welcome in the normal host of this show. Michael, thank you so much for joining us, uh, even on a day when you're stepping away. When you saw everything come down um, versus now that you've had a, a night to sleep on it, what do you make of the deal? You know, I, I think the deal is really about that percentage, 65%. I mean, if the Jets, if he doesn't play 65% of, for the plus snaps for the Jets, it's a disastrous deal for them. And so the Jets are going to give up a number one pick for him. And I think it's a deal that they're going all in. There's clearly going all in because 65% threshold. We saw that with Carson Wentz at 75%. And the, 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 the Colts ended up playing him. So for me, that's getting that at 65% is really good for the Packers. It's an outstanding deal for the Packers because they know they're going to get a one because if he doesn't play 65%, it's because he got hurt. And that means the Jets probably aren't going to be very good. And that's going to be a really hard deal. And if he gets hurt, will he come back next year? So I, I think the Packers made out. Now, look, I don't know how good the Packers will be moving forward with Jordan Love. But for right now, I thought that was a really good deal for them. You know, Michael, when you look at the deal, too, um, a great deal for the Packers from a conditional standpoint. I agree with what you just said there. I'm curious about your thoughts, though, too. Uh, because I, I, the Packers have to believe that the jury's still out on Jordan Love. I mean, I know what Gutekunst has said, um, but then you have the 2024 draft that could be in their sights too. So uh, with the ammunition that the Packers have, and if, and if Jordan Love is a flop, I mean, does that put the Packers uh, right there in that wheelhouse to, to look at some outstanding quarterback prospects in 2024? Yeah, I'd be surprised if that's not, you know, something they have to think about, right? I mean, look, there's no telling. They don't, I don't think they really know about Jordan Love. I think they'd like to think he's going to be a good player. But, you know, the limited exposure that they've had in live games, in preseason games, hasn't been great. And so, look, this is going to put a lot of the burden on Matt LaFleur. I mean, this is going to be a really hard challenge. And we know Rodgers turned the ball over 12 times on interceptions last year. But that was one of the worst years he's had in a long time. You know, can they protect the ball with Jordan Love? Is this defense going to be good enough? This opens up a lot of questions in Green Bay. They're a young team now. Remember, last year, Rodgers was the senior, and then they had Randall Cobb and all that. But now all these young receivers are going to be playing with a young quarterback. That typically spells turnovers. The Packers now a 50-1 to shot to win next year's Super Bowl. The Jets, meanwhile, better certainly got ahead of this number when in early March the rumor started coming down that Aaron might be going to the Jets. They are a 14-1 to shot to win the Super Bowl. The shortest odds we've seen on the Jets since 2011. They haven't played in a Super Bowl since 1969. Um, it has been a hot minute. How much does Aaron Rodgers really improve the Jets and their opportunity to compete in the AFC? Well, I think it gives them a great opportunity. Look, you know, one of the things that you have to understand, their defense is built to rush the passer. Can they get production out of Carl Lawson? Can, you know, they still got to sign Quentin Williams. I mean, they have an undertaking, right? So they, it's interesting, as much as this deal was going to happen, the Jets had done nothing as of yesterday to prepare for it to happen. The Jets are going to have to create some cap room. Now, they, they can do it easily. They can guarantee C.J. Mosley $17 million. They could guarantee Carl Lawson. I mean, they've got $9 million sitting out there on salary on Dwayne Brown. I'm not sure why. Could they trade? Could they get rid of Corey Davis? He's at $10.5 million. So they're going to have to get some cap relief to set this up, right, and to then fit Rodgers' contract in there. And then they're going to have to re-sign Quentin Williams. This defense is good enough, but they're going to need Quentin Williams under contract to, uh, for a long term. So, look, he's a great quarterback. 
and he's going to make them better. And they kept the 15th pick overall in the draft. They should be able to get an offensive tackle out of that player or a defensive lineman. So I, I think they're in prime position. But let's face it, this is a very small window for the Jets. Once Rodgers leave, we're back to the Zach, Zach Wilson era. And I don't think that's going to work well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if he's going to even learn from Aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you. You know, it really sets up something that has, is historic, Michael. Um, when I was in the league, obviously, I, w- I watched the 49ers trade um, Joe Montana to Kansas City. Uh, and we never thought that would ever happen, but it happened, and the rest is history. I mean, a lot of great things happened for San Francisco, uh, and then certainly with Kansas City. Uh, but they also got Marcus Allen in addition to that. So when you look at the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, is this – Matthew Stafford-esque. I mean, is is there? I mean, obviously there's that, there's that possibility, but uh, I think from a copycat league standpoint, that's what the Jets are anticipating. Yeah, I mean, they're hoping for that surge. I mean, look, the owners impatient. I mean, one thing about the NFC, the AFC East, two owners are really impatient. Stephen Ross is impatient. You can see by his actions, and now Woody has been impatient. Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, and mm-hmm. and that impatience, you know, as the great Bruce Springsteen says, sometimes I can't tell my courage from my desperation. Is it courageous, these moves, or are they desperate? These are a little bit desperate, but they got a good player. I mean, Rodgers is a good player. There's no denying. He's an MVP player just a year ago. He didn't have a great year last year. A lot of circumstances went into that. This should make the Jets a better team, how they handle success. And then, Mike, as a better and somebody who observes the game, I mean, this puts pressure on Salah. How's he going to manage games? Because we know that's not his area of expertise. Uh, And according to ESPN's Diana Rossini, Aaron is headed to New Jersey later on tonight. He also does reportedly plan to be involved in some of these off-season voluntary workouts, which I know is a little bit of a change of pace with what we've seen in Green Bay the last few years because he hasn't really needed to. But last year it was significant that he didn't build a lot of early chemistry with those young rookie wide receivers in Green Bay. Now he's reuniting with Nathaniel Hackett. He's got Alan Lazard on the roster with him. And of course, that very talented wide receiver in Garrett Wilson. Michael, I keep on telling everybody that, like, make sure you're getting Garrett Wilson on your fantasy team this year. Uh, Does he have potential to be a Devontae Adams type wideout for Aaron Rodgers in the system? Yeah, I think, you know, they've got skill players. There's no denying it. I mean, look, it's going to come down to the Jets' offensive line. I mean, that's been the area of weakness. And, and the same thing in Miami. Their offensive line's got to hold up for the quarterback. But, you know, I think the one thing about this trade is it's rejuvenized Aaron Rodgers. You could sense that he really wants to go out and prove something to Mark Murphy. Everybody thinks he's after Gutekus, but I really think he's after Mark Murphy, the president of the team. I don't think he likes the way he treated him. So, yeah, I think there's a renewed sense of energy, and him going into the OTA days will certainly help the Jets. Look, let's face it, get ready. Get ready, America. We got the Jets five times on national TV this year. Oh, yeah. No denying that. Get oh, yeah. Well, they're a sexy for, team now, right? Fireman Ed. Get yeah. ready for a lot of Fireman Ed. Yeah, oh, that's right. I remember that guy big time. Uh, he's lost a little bit of hair over the years, though, Michael. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but now he's back. I mean, yeah, oh, nobody yeah. can make a comeback. Like, yeah, I mean, look, the Jets, this is this is a revival for a franchise that has taken their lumps for a long time. This gives them hope, and they deserve to have hope. I mean, look, they've got an MVP player. they got a quarterback who, you know, e- even in the AFC now, he's moved over. It's still going to be hard for him, but mm-hmm. at least they have a chance now. And it's going to put a lot of pressure on the coach. And from what I remember, you know, like Stormy was mentioning, everybody's excited about this move for the Jets. That home field advantage, I believe, returns for the Jets as well. Do you agree with that? You know, I, I mean, I I think so. But that if you've been in that stadium, it's kind of shot. It, it's really 
not a home field. You don't get the sense of the crowd, but yeah, you, you they'll be it'll be alive. It'll yeah. be alive. It'll it won't be garden like the garden has been in the last two Cavs games, but it's going to be alive. Look, Jet fans, there's a lot of them. They love the Jets. They they've taken their lumps over the years from the f- butt fumble to all the things. You know, this this is their moment to shine. They're going to shine. Thank you so much for taking some extra time with us today, Michael. You're the man. Anytime. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, has 10 seasons where he has thrown for 4,000 yeah. yards in his career, tied with Matt Ryan for the fifth most all-time. The Jets have had just one season where they had a 4,000-yard passer in their history. Mm-hmm. 1967, Joe Namath, which <laughs> is shocking to begin with that in 1967, you had somebody passing for 4,000 yards in such a run-heavy league. Very but. shocking. Fewer games, too, if you yeah. think about it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the implement of the passing game, the vertical passing game was outstanding, but... A motivated Aaron Rodgers really sets the stage up well for the New York Jets. So. Yes, we will wrap up a little bit more of the Aaron Rodgers conversation when we come back from this break. And like I mentioned off the top, we also have some news in terms of the markets shifting in the NFL draft, which is set to begin this Thursday from Union, City, from Union Station in Kansas City. Who will go number one and who will go number two? Reddit certainly seems to think that they know the answer to that question. Don't go anywhere. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 4700 appreciate our guy Michael Lombardi lending a little bit of his time today on the off day the one and only Mike Pritchard in for Michael today for the remainder of the show and one of the the big takeaways um, from Michael's reaction I thought Pritch was just how much it does seem like Aaron Rodgers wants to be Mm -hmm. with the Jets and how it's reinvigorating not only for the New York franchise but for him as well as an individual player yeah absolutely stormy and you know the thing about players like aaron Rodgers on that level um is how do all-time greats stay motivated right are, are they chasing something are they trying to prove somebody wrong do they have a chip on their shoulder are they energized are they motivated in any way and if they are it's usually fantastic because when you're a great player like that you know how to remain great mm-hmm. the, the reasons why you're you're not great anymore is because you don't have anything else that's pushing you or motivating you, and then you retire. Um, so uh, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has to invent anything. Uh, Michael Lombardi talked about it. Murphy might be in his cross uh, <laughs> uh, crosshairs here, and or, or just the fact that you know he's back with Hackett, you know somebody he's familiar with. Uh, the the culture change that Robert Sala, the head coach, has established in New York that can also be a motivating factor. The fact that he's got the offensive rookie of the year and a defensive rookie of the yeah. year on his team. I mean, there's could be there could be so many motivating factors here that I think uh, is in a favor of the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. And so therefore I'm on board with it. Yeah. And I think that the Nathaniel Hackett piece of this is very key as well, because he is a coach that Aaron Rodgers really does think very, very highly of. And if Rodgers is making that commitment to say, I'm going to come here and be a part of this offseason program and gain chemistry, I think he and Alan Lazard, who have already been a part of Hackett's Mm -hmm. system, are just going to help everybody else learn things that much quicker and and get on par. Um, We have the odds up for the AFC East division as well. And obviously, like we talked about with Super Bowl odds, Betters already got ahead of this. Odds makers did as well. Jets the second shortest shot in the division behind only the Bills. Uh, Bills plus 130, Jets plus 225, Miami there plus 325, and then the Patriots at the bottom of the division at plus 750. But a very, very competitive division that even with Aaron Rodgers, you're still not the favorite. Right, I, you know, which is fascinating to me. But, you know, if you're an odds maker, you probably can't make the Jets a favorite. I don't know uh, that from that standpoint, but for me as a better. Uh, I, I'm attracted to the plus 225 right now. I mean, a lot of things can happen. I get it. Uh, injuries can happen throughout the year, too, so you're playing with that. Uh, but from this odd standpoint right now, uh, I mean, uh, I'm compelled to jump all over that, to be honest with you, because, uh, like, like I said, uh, Aaron Rodgers on, on a younger team. Think about Buffalo. Buffalo is an aging roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still are looking for an identity offensively, even with the great Josh Allen. So uh, I think there could be a regression situation with Buffalo. Uh, and then you have an ascent situation going on, a sin situation going on with the Jets. So uh, everything is pointing in their direction. Aaron Rodgers, you mentioned it, Stormy, uh, when he can ingratiate his, himself with these players, completely different than what he did in Green Bay, right? I mean, he kind of alienated himself away mm-hmm. from those players, those young, those young pups. I, I think he's going to open himself up to be receptive uh, and then also teach the nuances to this young roster uh, with this offense. And I think to to Aaron Rodgers, that can be such a, a motivation and, and certainly a pushing factor for him 
to really uh, excel and play well at a high level. So I like the two, plus 225 with the Jets. I think all the momentum's on their side. And for uh, inquiring minds, what number will Aaron Rodgers wear? He's going to wear number eight that he wore back at Cal in college. Um, he did get Joe Namath's blessing right. to wear 12 if he wanted to. Of course, that jersey number has been retired. But um, I actually think props to Aaron for having the opportunity to take 12 and saying, yeah. no, Joe, that's that's your legacy. Yeah, you know, Joe Montana took 19. He could have took 16 with um, Lynn Dawson, but he didn't do that. It, you know, I, I think the respect... Uh, is out there, uh, and the respect is earned from the quarterback position. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I get it. Peyton Manning took 16, but he got permission from the family uh, out there in, in, in Denver. Uh, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, look, this is Joe Namath, right? And um, that's an icon, and you got respect for that position. There's no reason why you can't put on number eight and still play the same way. So we mentioned they sell jerseys too, by the way. That you, you know, uh, we mentioned off the top of the show that for the upcoming NFL draft beginning on Thursday, we've seen some more movement. While yes, Bryce Young has been a massive favorite for the last couple of weeks to be the number one overall selection for the Carolina Panthers, um, that shifted <laughs> yesterday. Um, he went from minus sixteen hundred on DraftKings to minus 700, which mm. you're like, okay, he's still a huge favorite. Right. But that is a significant shift to now where we're seeing it back up to as high as minus 1600. Evidently, there is a post on Reddit from um, an account that had only been created within the last week. So mm -hmm. nobody knows whether or not this is a reliable source at all. But Reddit has moved stock markets. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's had significant impact in a lot of different things. But the post said, Will Levis... Currently 40 to 1 to be the first overall pick when this was written, mind you. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, he's telling his friends and family Carolina will, in fact, take him on Thursday. You're welcome. <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, one, it tells you how sensitive information is and, and how it can influence the move markets. You mentioned it, Stormy. Uh, Reddit has been involved in, in the financial markets and, and they've influenced uh, certain stock situations, certain movements and, and prices uh, from that in that regard. Uh, I asked one of our uh, VPs a couple years ago, do you see um, Reddit influencing the betting market at some point? And at that time, a couple of years ago, maybe there wasn't that foresight. Maybe there wasn't that thought process. But here we are uh, a few years later, and all of a sudden, uh, that Reddit post influenced the lines. Yeah. They took them off the board for a minute. Uh, you could have had Bryce Young at minus 700, which I'm sure some people, if they're paying attention, jumped all over that. Uh, based on information that's out there. And then all of a sudden now, Bryce Young's back up yeah. to minus 1,400, depending on where he shops. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think betting the draft is so sensitive because of information, uh, sensitive to betters and sensitive to odds makers as well. Well, and while Young is minus 1,600, minus 1,400, depending on the shop that you're looking at, Will Levis from 40 to 1 now to be the second shortest shot at 5 to 1. Mm -hmm. He's also the betting favorite to be the number 2 overall selection at plus 125 and he is the favorite to be the number 4 overall selection at <laughs> plus 130. So, um a lot of of hype and steam certainly coming for Will Levis and uh mind you, we have a full breakdown of this at vsin.com. Our own Adam Burke did a really, really yeah. great article that was posted this morning. I don't know about you, Pritch, mm -hmm. but sometimes when I'm on social media, I enjoy the comments on posts more <laughs> than the post itself. Yeah. And some of the comments on this Reddit thread have been awesome. Like, quote, 
I know this is fake, but I can't not bet it now. <laughs> right. Account made last week, two posts ever. Sounds stupid, but I'm in. And here's here's the real kicker. Mm-hmm. Yo, regardless of the actual outcome, this thread shows how much of an effect a single unverified source can have in the gambling community. Right. It can be a case study on information dissemination. That being said, appreciate the tip. Let's ride. <laughs> I love that. I love that. No, it, it is so true, though. Like, why wouldn't you take a long shot? Um, on Anthony Richardson to go number two overall. Why not? I mean, the way that this draft, and nobody knows, nobody has solid information. I mean, it's it's anybody's guess right now. And obviously, the market is sensitive uh, to to the information out there. So, uh, I mean, I could come on the show today and say, hey, I had a discussion uh, with a draft analyst, somebody who I highly respect, uh, and they said that Anthony Richardson truly is in play inside the top five. I mean, I could, I could say, hey, that's, that's information. I'm reporting that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm, not, I'm just saying, I'm just repeating a conversation that I had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is sensitive out there. And so why not take a long shot just in case something like that happens? Because I don't know if you're going to get a great number uh, on, on a credible information, if you yeah. will, because I don't know how credible the information is at this point. Yeah, I mean, these teams really are, especially the Houston Texans, for example, keeping their information extremely close mm-hmm. to the vest. But I love what our producer, uh, Stephanie Kamershack, was saying in the pre-show when we were discussing this a little bit, that you could at some point get a good plus money price on any of those quarterbacks right. to go top two. And, like, it, there's definitely been a lot of betting opportunity to get involved here. If you had to guess right now where mm-hmm. Will Levis goes, where would you say? <laughs> um, I mean, shoot. <laughs> he is not a top five quarterback. Right? <laughs> no. That's I mean, what I'm saying. I, I brought this up yesterday to you and Michael uh, on your show, Stormy, about imagine trying to bet the 83 draft. Uh, the 30 for 30, yeah. Elway to Marino was outstanding. And that's the reason why the draft has turned into what it is today now. Uh, even the 2018 draft, imagine trying to uh, bet that thing. And, you know, some people probably did, but uh, this is incredibly difficult to me. Uh, Levis is not a top 10 pick. He's not. No. Um, We'll continue to break down plenty of things regarding the NFL draft um, all week long, in addition to today, with round one beginning this Thursday in Kansas City. So we'll come back with a little bit more on that, as well as a quick reaction to what happened in the NBA postseason yesterday. A couple of surprising teams up 3-1 in their respective series. We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us right here on the Lombardi Line on Beeson. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Guys, this is such a fun time of year. There is so much to bet on over the next month. And for a limited time, don't forget, we're here to help you out. You can become a subscriber to VSEN right now for just $9.99. That's going to give you insight into not only daily baseball best bets, the NBA and NHL postseason, we've got the Kentucky Derby, and of course, the upcoming NFL draft this week. But only VEASAN Pro subscribers are going to get access to all of this great stuff, including the daily recap of top plays we have from every VEASAN show host and guest. You get tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now we have a new top VEASAN experts leaderboard. Gives you betting records of profit and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand any given week. Sign up now for just $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe and um 
we're finally going to get to what was an awesome night oh, in the NBA yeah. and NHL postseason as well, by the way, last mm -hmm. night. Most shows were like leading off with what happened <laughs> with the Lakers and the Bucks getting upset again, even with Giannis. But a hell of a doubleheader in oh. the NBA last night, Pritch. Stormy, I mean, from a betting standpoint, outstanding, certainly, uh, you know, uh, and, but then just as a fan, uh, you know, playoff basketball and the association is off the charts. It always has been. It's a reason why, I mean, it starts in April and goes on through yeah. June, right? I mean, think about it. Uh, and the players know it, too. Uh, the, the performances that we are seeing from superstars, it's because they know the moment. They know the gravity of the moment. And, you know, Playoff basketball is so different than basketball before Christmas or or even after the All-Star break. I, I think it just changes. And, and so we're seeing some performances that are all-timers. Uh, mm -hmm. Really, you think about Butler and what he did, all-timer. Oh uh, Giannis with the back, I mean, trying to gut through it. But where's his supporting cast? I mean, Lopez goes for 36. But if you're Miami, you're okay with Lopez going for 36, right? Uh, it's just a perimeter, perimeter that you got to worry about, which they kind of defended that. So... Uh, a game of runs, as we know, mm -hmm. uh, and Butler was just fantastic uh, in that game against the Bucks. Yeah, the Miami Heat up 3-1 against the top seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, and Butler, a Miami Heat playoff record, 56 points. Mm. 56 of the Heat's 119 <laughs> came from that guy, and he did the majority of his work in the first and fourth quarters right. when you need to get out to, you know, a hot start and a hot finish, he was able to be that guy for the team. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that's standing out, too, in, the, in these, you know, opening rounds of the playoffs is the ability to to create, the ability to uh, to finish at the rim, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the ability to play defense, too. I mean, I, I think uh, there's some uh, instances in which, you know, there, there's some relaxed moments out there, but you can't do that. It's the playoffs, and the intensity just changes that. So uh, I think the Heat... Um, uh, we'll we'll have a different kind of game when yeah. they go back and, and play Milwaukee because Milwaukee say, look, we we got to stop one guy now, right? Yeah. And, and can the supporting cast kind of uh, carry their weight on the road? Whereas all the momentum should be back on a Bucks side. But no, going back to last night, it's just outstanding to watch that doubleheader yeah. though. Uh, Bucks led all game until about three minutes to go, but Miami wins by five as a mm -hmm. seven and a half point dog thanks to that late game push. And the the Lakers, it did take overtime, uh, but again. They get the win. They have a commanding three games to one lead over the two-seed Grizzlies. And leave it to LeBron, by the way, to have that game-tying shot to force overtime. That was not an easy lay-in by any no, means. No, no. You know he's going to get contact. I mean, but he's a bigger body yeah. guy now, uh, even at his age, though, uh, to get a step uh, on Brooks and, and then to finish uh, in a tough situation like that, too. Uh, that's all you could ask for. I mean, I, I know – uh, culture has changed a little bit. We we, we want to see the three-point shot, and, and it's exciting and all that. Uh, but the ability to make, make uh, high-percentage shots and create uh, when you need to, uh, when you need a bucket, a tough shot, uh, you know, that favors LeBron uh, in that situation. So outstanding to see that as well. And now pressure again back on Memphis. And another, um, I mean, this, it's just funny, the Dylan Brooks saga oh, and how he's not talking to media. He says that the media <laughs> has created him as the villain when what? I think he did that to himself a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, you do you, Dylan Brooks. It's all good. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe he said, I poke bears. Maybe don't. Maybe that's, you know, not a great strategy mm -hmm. in general. Um, also, just real quickly in the NHL last night, we did have two overtime finishes. Seattle gets away um, with a 3-2 win mm. over the Colorado Avalanche to decide that series at two. Um, also, OT, the Leafs come back from down 3-1 to win 
four, and they go up in their series three games to one. Shout out my VGK, the Golden Knights, <laughs> with another win yesterday as well, um, 4-2 over the Jets. They now have a three games to one series lead. I posted a poll on Twitter last mm-hmm. night, Pritch, because I have – I put together um, – and I mentioned it on the show beforehand, so hopefully some of you guys are right in this train with me, but we did a, a four-leg um, parlay – for my favorite favorites in their series prices. And so I have the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the Maple Leafs, and the Golden Knights. And I put a poll out there and just Mm -hmm. said, who messes this up for me? Because they're all up three games to one right now. The overwhelming response (laughs) is that it's going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because, uh, what, nearly two decades now, 19 years since the Leafs have gotten out of the first round, nobody has faith, even up three games to one, because it's happened before. They've been up three games to one before in the first round and, and fallen apart, so... We'll see what happens. You but. know, the outrage in Denver right now because of the abs, too, is, is, oh, I'm sure. is insane. The I defending mean, champs on I know, the brink. I know. I know. It's insane. I mean, they just won a cup, right? And oh, the outrage. I mean, oh, my God, the effort, the injuries. And, you know, we don't have a goalie and all this stuff. And But, you know, look, welcome to the party. I mean, um, I think the abs had underachieved for so long. They finally get the cup. And now the expectations. Here comes the Kraken, yeah. though, uh, which is incredible, which when you watch – well, I watched a little hockey so far this year, but um, I'm like, man, how how are the Avs not scoring yeah. more yeah. on the Kraken? Uh, but, you know, they're missed opportunities and, and give credit to the Kraken right now. Even with the series tied at two, the mm-hmm. Avs still an overwhelming yeah. favorite in the yeah. price, minus 260 where things sit right now. But, um, I, you know, I've got a place in my heart for these expansion franchises. So okay. I would love to see Seattle find a way to get the upset. I know you're a Colorado guy. You don't want to see it. But, um you, you, so I like rooting for the underdog. I, I spent time in Seattle, too, with the Hawks. And uh, I know uh, from a hockey standpoint, I didn't know how they would uh, embrace uh, a hockey squad. But obviously, you know, they don't have basketball. So, uh, no, uh, great fans up there in Seattle. Outstanding fans up there in Seattle. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, people are ready to jump off things uh, in Denver right now. <laughs> Because of the abs. But you're right. I mean, they're so talented. Uh, and, and you got your favorite. cup, okay? <laughs> right. You got it. You're but, yeah, fine. Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, give I'm a lot of credit right now to, to the Kraken. Certainly from a yeah. betting opportunity, it's outstanding too. No doubt. Last couple of minutes here of this block, though. Let's go back to the NFL draft a little bit, Pritch. Um, because we were kind of talking in the commercial break about how so much is put on these first-round picks and mm-hmm. who's going to go where and the pressure associated with hitting on those picks. When the reality is, so many teams don't. And a lot of these guys that go in the first round aren't like either don't become anything or just come to the realization that the bulk of these rosters is actually going to be created right. on day two and three. And like statistically, that's true. We see 64% of active rosters in 2022 came after round one or right. undrafted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of things what you see and, and hear and read, I mean, um, it is so different than reality. It, it really is. I mean, um, like, for instance, quarterbacks. And, and we're, we're all falling prey to this in terms of the information, and the insiders. Me, after round two. After, after round two, two yes. yeah. The insiders and all this. And the, the thing is, is when I see evaluators, you know, all over the place, they, they are making a quarterback position a cookie-cutter position. And it's not. I, I mean – Bryce Young is going to be the number one overall choice in the NFL draft, and he's barely 5'10", right? It's, it's, you in this barely 5'10". <laughs> he's 5'10 it, and a quarter. <laughs> it's not cookie cutter. There has to be something else. And uh, when I talk to coaches and, you know, and they're working with these players, today's athletes, and 
I'm like, what what makes that person great? What what separates him? It's like, Pritch, the competitiveness of this guy at this position is unprecedented. And that's Patrick Mahomes. Full disclosure, you know, having a conversation mm-hmm. with Eric Bieni. Like, what makes him special? And Eric's like, his competitiveness. It is off the charts. I've never seen anything like it. Nobody has. Um, so that opens up other doors. That that opens up doors for you to be better, to, to be transcendent, right? Um, you think about Trevor Lawrence, who didn't have great coaching at all, and he looked horrible with Urban Meyer. But now he looks like, okay, wait a minute. That's, that's the, Different guy with that's Doug the generational <laughs> talent that we've been accustomed to, right? It's not a cookie-cutter position. Uh, and so all this information that we're getting from, oh, he's got a big arm. He can throw it 60 yards. He can do this. He can do that. But a lot of time it comes down to competitiveness, initiative, um, the drive, uh, the ability to get better, you know? And, and for me, that's how, that's where my evaluation would start and end right there. It's interesting to me that the NFL is such a, what have you done for me lately mm-hmm. type of a league, but in the draft, it's less about what you actually put on tape in college and more on potential and right. what, what could he do? Right. Because in college you're playing against, um, People that are no longer going to be in the league. I, there's only, what, a little under 300 players drafted each year mm-hmm. into the draft. And you think about the thousands of players in college football that you're playing against each and every week. It's, it's different. You know, as, as a player, like as a receiver, you know, I'm going up against Deion Sanders each and every Sunday in the league, right? But um, in college, I'm going up against somebody who's selling insurance or, or, or a doctor, which is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But it's just reality of professional sports. So. Speaking of which, props to your alma mater. That spring game fan like attendance yeah. was off the charts. Right. We have to step aside. Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, is going to join us next. He's got some plays in the association coming up tonight. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four. So because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and four p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, authorized gaming partner of the NBA, hits the court with a special playoff parlay insurance offer. Place one game parlay of four legs or more and get a bonus bet up to 25 bucks if you miss one leg. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the whole postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get $25 in bonus bets if your one leg of your one game parlay falls short. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. And while BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA... An authorized Lombardi line and VSIN partner, our one and only Will Hill, who joins the program now at Not the Will Hill on Twitter. Does a great job giving out picks, especially in hoops, whether it was college basketball or the NBA this year. He has been dialed in. Will, welcome in. How are you? Stormy, Pritch, what's going on? Good to see you guys. You too. Good to see you too. Baby number four, treating you okay? So far, no complaints. <laughs> oh, well, happy happy that mom's yes. doing well and everything. Uh, in case you weren't with us last week, Will uh, had another addition to the family last week. So very excited for you and the crew back home. As we look to the NBA tonight, Will, <sighs> three games, three opportunities to close out series, and three massive double-digit favorites. Is there any opportunity for somebody to get an upset and extend the series tonight? Sure, because it's the NBA and we've seen that crazy things happen in these games. I'm sure if you go through, if we had access to some of the text messages from these teams that are down 3-1, some of these players, <laughs> I'm sure you'll see a lot of vacation plans in there. Like, all right, our season ends tonight. Where are we going? What are we doing? A lot of uh, a lot of Cancun uh, trips being planned. <laughs> um, but no, I, I kind of think chalk holds tonight. I really don't give Atlanta much of a chance. I think the Clippers are outmanned. Minnesota, Denver, maybe Minnesota can hang. But uh, if if you you know over under 0.5, if you're asking me that, does any of these underdogs win tonight? I would say under. I think I think chalk holds tonight. What about getting inside a number though? Like, uh, would you give a chance to the Hawks, uh, the T Wolves, Timberwolves, uh, or the Clippers uh, to get inside the numbers at all? I didn't play any of these these sides. There's some sides I like tomorrow. Okay. If I had to play one, I, boy. Boston's moved. It, it went from 11 to 13. Mm-hmm. I could see Atlanta just being totally checked out in Boston, <laughs> right. winning this game by 25 points, uh, especially without Murray. I mean, they're so undermanned to begin with. It's such a bad matchup for them. Mm. I, I could see Boston, especially Boston's going to be motivated too because Philly's mm. sitting there waiting, getting healthier, getting rest for Embiid. You don't want to drag this out, not that they're in danger of losing, but hey, if, if you have a bad game and then it's, hey, all of a sudden you're in game six for Atlanta, they, they got a chance to force a seven again. That's just that's a, a far-fetched scenario, but there is some motivation here for Boston to close it out. So if there would be one I would I would yeah. lay here, I think it would probably be Boston. Okay. I do uh, – I hate for my Clippers that 
there's no Kawhi because I feel like this series could be so different if, mm-hmm. if Kawhi Leonard was just able to get out there and play anything close to the way that he did in game one. If him and Paul George are out there, I think this is a totally different series, but it just feels like time is up and the Suns are going to close things out here. You do have one bet, though, on the card tonight. What do you like? I like the overhawk Celtics. I just think they've been playing with a lot of pace. The last two games have gone in the 250s. I think it was 250 in game four on Sunday. It was 256 on Friday night in game three. They're playing with a ton of pace. They're shooting a ton of threes. Boston shooting in the 40s. Atlanta shooting in the high 30s. And I think with Mur- without Murray on the road, your only chance if you're Atlanta is to just jack a bunch of threes, hopefully shoot 45% and, and hang in this game and steal a win. So Murray's going to hurt their defense. I think the strategy here will be push the pace, shoot a bunch of threes. Uh, so I will go with an over here. I think Boston's getting plenty of good looks too. So I like the over here. I think it's 228 and a half in, uh, in Boston, Atlanta. That's a great opportunity right there for that play uh, with the over 229 and a half. Uh, you know, this next uh, play that you have, Will, uh, everybody's talking about Butler's performance, mm-hmm. and, and it's historic, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm imagining that your play uh, is against the fact of Butler doing what he did. He's not going to be able to repeat that uh, in this series. I mean, what a performance. The cardio on him. The guy, it's not like the guy's 21 <laughs> or 22 years old. He's 33 yeah. or 34, and he's he's running around. Not only that, what he's doing on offense, but he's guarding Giannis. He's guarding Brook Lopez. I mean, that was so impressive. Uh, I'd love to see his training regimen because that was just, like you said, one of the all-time great playoff performances. That being said, Milwaukee at plus money, to me, is worth a shot here. I kind of think they're going to – I do think they're going to win the series. They're uh, 11.5-point favorites in Game 5. Mm-hmm. If they get it to a Game 7, they'll be huge favorites again. It's – I know anything can happen in one game. It's just that one in the middle in Miami where they'll still be favored. Uh, that's going to be the tricky one in Game 6. I do not think Miami's winning a game in Milwaukee. So uh, if you're telling me it's going to come down to just Game 6, Milwaukee, to me, is still the much better team. I actually thought they played a pretty good game last night. They were in control throughout. It's just, man, Butler went absolutely yeah. nuclear at the end. They stole the game. Milwaukee yeah. even responded a couple times, that, you know, to those runs where Giannis had an and one that, to put him to put him ahead, where he thought Milwaukee sort of staved it off. But I don't think Milwaukee's dead here. I think it's the easiest thing in the world to sit here and count them out. They're down three one. Butler did this and that. Uh, I, I still think Milwaukee wins the series. Talking NBA with Veasan contributor Will Hill, and, and yeah, I really, like you're listening to the play by play, and they're like, "Oh, the Bucks have had this lead all game, mm-hmm. and then there's three minutes to go, and here comes the Heat, end up winning by five as a seven and a half point dog in that game." Looking to uh, that card though tomorrow with the four games upcoming. Golden State and Sacramento has been the funnest series by far to me to this point. Series tied at two, both teams holding court at home. The Kings are a four-point dog going back home uh, tomorrow. Do you think that they're worth a shot to cover the number and continue their streak of winning at home? We know the Warriors' issues playing road games all season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we saw this open up Kings minus one and a half, and now you're getting four, four and a half in some spots. Obviously, the Fox injury is the reason for that move. Uh, but Fox might play. I just think a five-and-a-half, six-point move based on a guy who might play. First of all, if, even if he misses the game, you could argue if that's too many points. I, yeah. I know how integral he is for the team. But if he might play, I mean, look, he, he heard it with, I think, four or five minutes left. He made plays after that. He made a three. He was doing all sorts of You would have never known he was hurt. So, I, look, I, I, it's hard enough to just bet to sit here and play doctor and how, how to know how he's going to respond. It, it makes it really hard. But I do think this is an overreaction. You mentioned Golden State, all sorts of issues on the road, all sorts of issues on defense on the road. I've been impressed with the Kings. They took uh, right hand after right hand from the Warriors uh, on Sunday and just kept coming back and just kept hanging in the game. 
Uh, to me, this will come down to the wire. I think this is just an overreaction to the Fox News. Uh, I like the Kings here, and I hope it doesn't end like this. Just as a sports fan, uh, I mean, it was such, like you said, such a fun series. Let's just see it play out. It's so, so fascinating. The old versus the new, the old versus the young. Let's just get a legitimate outcome. Let's not have it be uh, compromised by Fox's injury. So hopefully he's good to go when we get a you know a fair finish here. And the injury for anyone who missed it, uh, he fractured his left index finger in the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, he should be able to play with yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just the tip too, which I've never heard of, like the distinction between part of it and the tip. Again, I'm getting out of my uh, out of my wheelhouse. Here, but I guess more <laughs> distinctions. Well, I, I mean, a fracture certainly. You know, if it was a torn ligament or something, you're talking about. Uh, they call it a mallet finger and all mm -hmm. that, where your finger kind of droops and it kind of gets in your way that way. Just rip it off, Will. How about that? Just rip <laughs> it off. Uh, but you know, playoff basketball is so different. Okay, let's get to the Cavs uh, and the Knicks here. I, I mean. Uh, this has been uh, an interesting series, to say the least. Uh, uh, you look like you're you're back in the Cavs uh, coming up. I am, and I picked the Knicks before the series, and but I picked them in six, and mm -hmm. I, it's sort of playing out how I thought it would. I thought the Knicks could get a split in the first two and then just hold serve at home. Uh, again, same thing with Milwaukee-Miami. The easiest thing in the world when it's 3-1 is to just count out the team that's down. Cavs still have some life here. They dominated game two in a desperate situation, sort of a, a similar spot here where it's uh, desperation for them. The Knicks know in the back of their mind, hey, we can go home and, and win this in six. I think the, the Cavs, um, Jeff Van Gundy always says this, the biggest adjustment you can make is just to play better. I think the Cavs just have to play better, make some shots. Mitchell was awful in game four. I would imagine he'd play better. Randall, I don't know if he's healthy. Uh, the role players just seem to play a lot better at home than on the road in the playoffs. So uh, I think the Cavs win. I think they win comfortably. And I think the Knicks close it out in six. But I'm uh, I'm laying the points with the Cavs. And, boy, it's, it's hard to look at anything but an under two in that game. Mm -hmm. I mean, these, these games, these have been like, you know, 1990s basketball. Where it's just it's hard <laughs> to make shots. It's scoring droughts. It's physical. It's actually sort of refreshing to watch. I know it's not the prettiest basketball at times, but it reminds you of, you know, past years where it's not 130 to 120 every game. It, the, these points are, pr are precious. The, these uh, these possessions are precious. So I do think the Cavs win tomorrow. I think the Knicks win in six, though. Last 45 seconds here, Will. I know you don't have a bet in pocket right now on Lakers-Grizzlies, but L.A. with a 3-1 series lead now, um, getting points in Memphis coming up tomorrow. Just any general feel for how things might play out? Same thing. I just I would lean towards Memphis because the desperation of the situation, they're home, they have to win. But uh, I would imagine the Lakers here with the 3-1 lead close the series, and I hope they do. And the Grizzlies are just so immature. You see, they, they are so cocky, so immature. I mean, they are – sometimes they make a shot. They're waving to the crowd. The play's still going on. I mean, Pritch, you, I mean, you know this with being around sports. <laughs> right. There's just a lack of maturity. It makes it really hard to win, and I think that's a big difference in the series. Yep, stay out the crowd. That's what we used to say uh, from the fight. Just stay out the crowd if you can. Right. Awesome stuff, as always. Will, appreciate you. All right. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. That's our guy, Will Hill, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Um, appreciate his time, as always. We're going to step aside, but when we come back, in case you missed it, Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York football jet. We will continue to break down the trade and what it means moving forward. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 
2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.